Hi, this is Ricky Stewart. And if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight. Not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. It's Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And, and I'm Matt. To the pod- yes, hello, Heather. Well done. Thank you. Uh, uh, we are joined by special guest star Heather Locklear, Matt Hollywood Leneves, all the way from the West Coast of uh, the United States of America. Is that correct, Matthew? Yeah, it's a little further north than Cronulla. That's all I'll say, but I'm glad to be here. It, it is, it is. But uh, before we go on, we, you are listening to the podcast, formerly known as the third most popular uh, Raiders podcast on the internet, uh, coming to you from the filthiest storeroom buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. no I might. And we One day. <laughs> I might. I'll just let you guys know. But well, you know, find it's, out it's, where it is first, Matthew. He knows where it is, but it's, 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 it's good. He's got some dirt on us because I mean we've got plenty of dirt on him, that's for sure. I mean some <laughs> so of the things of some of the things I've had to edit out of this podcast. Like, I was you keep those things? Oh yeah, oh yeah, just in the file. Matt's dirt <laughs> just, file. Matt's and dirt one, file. Basically, I'll just it. <laughs> it's basically if you can get hold of Paul Gallon's email, then, it's, <laughs> then, we're, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> very much um and we are brought to you with the dubious support highly dubious support of the greenhouse the number one raiders fan forum get online and get engaging uh with people who love the Canberra Raiders. and if you want to deal with people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do you best come into land speed records uh and see people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do uh and get your lps your cds your t-shirts and all of your audio technica gear the finest finest turntable you can get on the market very best entry-level turntable but also some superb stuff one of our proud sponsors here um look lads let's get straight into it the sharks before we do fantastic before we do before we talk about the sharks win uh we've joined another social media platform during the week we're now on instagram as well instagram.com blake and the pork it had to happen place your pork show your ass we need more entries we've got to be on more platforms we've got to reach new people and um also one of the reasons I signed up for Instagram was I've been trying to troll um, Brendan Cowell all week, and the only thing I can find him on is Instagram. So, Matt, if you could ask him to um, to you start following the account, and then I'll be able to like send him some DMs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Just Brendan a- got off Brendan got off Twitter and Facebook probably oh, a year or two ago, and where I got off Instagram about uh, two years ago. Right. So we don't really correspond there, but he'll definitely follow. Um, <laughs> I know he's because... listened to a few other things, and he, I mean, he'd love, I'm sure he'd love Sharky. He'd love Danny Stewart for sure. So, yeah, well, we'll, we'll, sure we'll, we'll, DM, we'll DM some of their segments. Well, I he's was actually player. very kind to my my many many shark supporter friends because that was that would have been i mean we have been on the tail end of that sort of loss we were against the warriors and i think the best thing you can do is let someone wallow in their own crap at that stage there's nothing you have to say they were saying it all themselves so i don't think we really need to add on anything but two on the trot the last time we did that was july last year wow wow that's hard to believe that game on the weekend was pretty incredible wasn't it you know like um I... Didn't we win a couple with Matt Frawley at the end of last year? Didn't we go on a sort of a semi-run and then Parramatta and the someone? Trot. No, it wasn't two on the... They're the last the last two on the trot involved, involved Parramatta. It was the end of July. Really? 
Oh, I guess it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how long it was. Um, we didn't play that badly in losing the other matches. We just didn't win. Yeah, because our season was pretty much time. over by by August because we weren't playing in September. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, was, we, I, mean, I think we, it was, we, you've we, got a run sheet here seven straight against the Sharks. I'm pretty sure it's eight straight, man. Yeah, I, I heard someone go far too, as nine. But, um, yeah, you're listening to, to Danny Stewart. Yeah, I think he's got it wrong. I think it's eight straight. But I heard someone else straight. say nine yeah, straight. Yeah, I may be listening to Danny Stewart. That is exactly right. It might be nine straight. It's a long time, um, and it's good. I mean, you've got to love that uh, that uh, we're beating the Sharks. It's, it's good to have someone, a team, that are the bitch of us instead of us being the bitch of them because it's usually that way around, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's been so a few it's... close games though. The last time, the last team I know that we had the wood on for a while was St George, but then obviously we've had a couple of good wins over the Sharkies. You know, going back to Shark Park when we retired Paul Gallon from his his last home game, which is pretty. Aiden Caesar kicked three field goals, didn't he? But yeah, um, he did. That game on the weekend had so much positivity, and you know, also there's a lot of chinks in the armor. Um, I've listened to a, a number of podcasts, whether it be. Um, the Green Machine or, you know, Rugby League Guru or even the SC Playbook stuff or the, the beers and break-even stuff. And, and a lot of people have different mm-hmm. opinions. I, I've i watched that game three times now and and there's a few things to me that are really, really clear. And it's probably the same to a lot of Raiders fans. Is um, We completed really well, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and then we had... We just had a bit of that, that finishing touch and a bit of luck go the right way at the end of our sets. You know, I think we've dominated periods of games throughout the year and we haven't been able to either build pressure through a, a consistent and strong kicking game uh, into the corners and mm-hmm. build pressure through our defense. And we were able to do that on the weekend. And in, know, patches, in patches, in patches, there was some, there was yeah. some pretty, there was some pretty disastrous kick options. Uh, rapper on the third tackle. God, I, I swear to the Look, TV. It, there's, I mean, that, that gets back to my um, ask clown of the week or uh, with rapper. Like we cannot, we'll get to it, but we cannot let him have any involvement in captain's challenges from now on. I mean, Jesus Christ. No, we but, absolutely yeah. can't. And and we shouldn't have been able to do it for ages. It's like the old instruction that Tim Sheen gave Brent Todd, don't pass the ball. Rapper, no captain's challenges because the no. Tomoko strip. I thought it was an unwritten rule that um, props and wingers, you know, weren't allowed to call challenges. Because yeah, rapper's strike rate is, is, is absolutely It's zero. He's zero. Yeah. He's never got one right. I think it was a good performance. I mean, we played, you know, going into the game, we knew where we had an advantage over the Sharks. It was up through the middle. They're trying to spread it a bit wider. Um, we moved up really well, shut them down, didn't give them much time and space. I mean, it, it's funny, you know, we've previous games, we've looked absolutely gassed towards the end, yet we had so much energy in that game with less players in pretty warm conditions. So it was, it was incredible, incredible yeah, effort. I- what I was really happy about, you know, not only is the effort in defence, and I think they had 60 tackles inside our 20, which is the most of any team, I think, in almost two years, since 2020. Um, you know, and like we said last week on the podcast, a few of our players are probably going to step up. Like, Papa Lee had that opportunity because he had 40 or 60 family there. And then on top of that, you did I remember call saying, on, a, couple, I remember saying a couple of on. weeks ago that this is a chance for someone to step up in the absence of Jack Whiten. You know, we go to Jack so often and, and teams can probably you know, game plan for that a little bit. And Jack's still been one of our best players, but I'm really glad that we've been able to find some other points of attack. And you look at the mm-hmm. way that Kotrick's come on in the last few weeks. You know, I, I was really impressed with CNK on the weekend and for a lot of reasons that most people wouldn't probably see. But on that second or third viewing that I watched, the amount of defense <laughs> that that guy does in the line yeah. is incredible as a fullback. Yeah, and, and, his, def- it, it and allows- his defense is fantastic. 
It's unbelievable how much he, he's literally in the line to tackle four most of the time. And a couple of times the Sharks tried to get in, get behind the line with an early kick. Trindle did one and he got back and he, and he got to kick it out. Um, uh, Chance did. But just the amount of effort that he puts in in defence, you know, and not try saving tackles like I've spoken about in previous years, but just, you know, an extra body in the middle. I think that's one of the reasons that also, I know he spent 10 minutes in the bin, but that's one of the reasons that also allowed us to probably cover that um, that extra man out at certain times, just because of the amount of work that we rely on him in the defensive line. But then if you go through yeah, our side, you know, Seb Chris played the best game we've seen him play in a number of years. Kotrick was oh, the best look, game I called, I called for him to lift. I will say last week, he was the who's got to lift. I know. Oh my God, did right. he lift? He, he, he lifted an attack. He lifted in defense. He was outstanding. He scored a try. Uh, he knocked the ball loose for Katoa with a beautiful tackle, which led to another try. And um, I don't think he, if he missed a tackle, I didn't see it. You called for Hudson Young about a month ago. This is easily, he's been building every week up yeah. until this Hudson week. Young, this was his Hudson best game. Young he was, was my man of the match by far. And just he was great. The, the effort that he had, even until what was the 78th minute where he, he came out of the line put pressure mm. on Matt Moylan and Matt Moylan just went, oh, this guy's coming straight for me. I'm just passing this ball to no one in particular. He just saw Hudson mm. Young coming for him and he just threw the ball away as quickly as possible because he Matt well, Moylan someone you can get under the skin of. And I mean, well, I've been well, saying... Awful on the weekend. Yeah, I've been he saying we need, we need someone, you know, to be a bit of an enforcer in the side. We've been lacking one. Hudson Young can be yep. that player. He can be the one. That, Hudson Young and Eddie, Elliot on the other side was also really strong in his defence. They shut down. It was his best so match well. of the year. It was Elliot's oh best gosh. match for the year, bar none. So many of them. Um, but so we, many we called them. a few seasons ago for for um, Hudson Young to lift, and I, I said at the time he can be anything he wants to be. He just has to want to be something. Well, on the weekend he wanted to be something. I just got the figures in now. It was the eighth match straight. The last time the Sharks beat us was on July 20th, 2018, when they won 28-24 with Jerry Sutton at, uh, I don't know where, Southern Cross is. Where's that? That's Cronulla, the Shark Park, man. That's the, it's the it's, that, it's one that, of Ramondas Stadium. Caltex Field. Ramondes. It's been called, it's, it's had more names than, you know, but the, um, the Deltones and the Sharps, whatever you say. Schneider, yeah, I mean, that's a, I know Schneider's not playing this following weekend, but that was possibly the defensive effort that he could put in it was incredible uh, watching the game again, realizing how much, how closely Taps and Papali'i played together, how often they passed to each other. Tapani was um, was mm-hmm. amazing on the weekend. His his ability to be able to take the line and jump to the left, jump to the right, um, you know. And then we had a debutant in Wolford who, who just played a role. But how how much did it was it obvious to Raiders fans that having a you know, a pretty competent number nine allowed our forwards to get on the front foot, allowed our paths to really know what they did, were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's, and... he's better. You're better off having someone that actually has played nine playing that role in the end of the day than having Frawley there or, or Adam Elliott. He did a great That's job. right. But it was a number nine. And I mean, we were all discussing this when we saw the team list come out, you know, and the, the world dropping out my bottom when um, I saw it. And I thought, oh my God, what, what, what score are we on the end of? Um, he was fantastic. He he was an actual hooker. Like there was no question. And His passing was great. His defense was defensively great. Was but great. his dummy half run. Do you know that that dummy half run he did when he saw that gap and Schneider scored the try? Do you know what that reminded mm-hmm. me of? It reminded me of Steve Walters. That yeah. run looks. He looked like Steve Walters when he took off from that because he knew exactly what he was doing. Dove in, did that little wind, and then he completely yeah. pulled. He also looked like his dad. He did. Back. He did. He, he looked, he looked like his dad walking yeah. up to the ruck with those hunched yeah. shoulders. But yeah. that was that was a really smart hooker's play. 
because you know they got that really long dropout, which I, I thought they were going to go short, and they kicked that eighty meter dropout, yeah. and it might have gone to, uh, it didn't go to rapper anyway, and we kind of lumbered up. Then we had three really quick dummy scoots, and one of them was Kotrick did a great one. Kotrick was the, the last one before. Yeah. Um, so Rapper did one. His Kotrick form's did really one, improved, and you could just see Wolford was like, right, okay, this is my chance, and he just it was the perfect dummy half play. And but to your point, yeah, Tim, Koch, that's Kotrick's best game in a Raiders jersey. In mm. but he was good against back, and, he was good against returned. the Bulldogs as well. He ran for over two hundred meters against the Bulldogs, and prior to that, he was running. But that was I, better. I yeah, he was averaging, was though, like 70 metres. And obviously, he's been told, Rick's told him, get in the middle and take some carries, man. Don't just hang out in the wing waiting for something to come to you. you they know? all did. Our back three did a lot, you know. Uh, Charles took a lot you, of dirty you said carries. Young was, you said your uh, dirty carries are worth the weight in gold. I still, to this day, maintain that the person who was robbed for the Clive Churchill when Whiten got it, and I don't think Whiten was a very worthy candidate, was not Gerard Rhea Hargraves. It was Daniel Tupo. His dirty runs in 2019, I still maintain, won the Roosters that grand final. Yeah, I rate um, him Dirty highly. runs are worth their weight in gold. And and I agree, CNK hit the line Why do you have to and didn't go man? backwards. Why do you have to bring oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm just week. like, it's dirty, dirty runs are worth so much and CNK does it. Um, you said, Blake, that your man of the match was Hudson Young. I personally, for my um, man of the match in that, had Frawley, and it was bloody tight for who who was actually the best of field. I had Frawley because his control of the side, the kicking, yeah. Look, well, that's where why he put I, you it know, and everything. I thought, so, so Matthew, who did you have? I don't know. Like I've watched it now a number of times, and the most impact you could say Frawley and and but being so close to the side now, it's, it's almost like who I'm most proud of. So Frawley mm. and Hudson had such an impact. Tarpany had such an impact. But my mm. and he, my favourite, he's been dropped. Was Schneider? He hasn't been Schneider's dropped. Yeah, that was the other one. No one. No one is getting ever rested. Dropped. No he's one gets rested. dropped from the no, Canberraites. They either get Schneider's or the Schneider's or. Def- They've picked up yeah, a knock. No. no one gets dropped, man. No one gets dropped. <laughs> Schneider's defensive effort in that yeah. game was beyond not just his years. It was the amount of times he put his body on the line um, and really, really tried to get under whoever was running at him. You know, like he did a great job away Graham for a little while. Um, he really got under Moylan's skin, you know, but I guess maybe, maybe Hudson, you know, Hudson Young to be able to put pressure on Moylan in the end yeah, of the game, was in the second last minute, so when Moylan's just throwing the ball to a shadow, and then he brilliant. runs up on Trindle and then gets the Does intercept. It again. That's gets again, and then has the, has the legs to, to go away. Yeah. Was and he scored brilliant. the two tries in the last. Wade Graham, Wade Graham, Wade Graham has officially jumped the shark. He was horrible. Yeah, I think he, has. he was horrible. They they he, were a better he, side he when he was on the bench. I know, he but they, and then he was just—he was—he's sort of at that thing where he's just carrying whinge into the ref the whole time and carrying on and falling over. And he he, then we sort of mean? discussed it briefly, but how he got away with that um, knock-on, how that got called a knock-on on Matt Timico, where he's well, he was he yelling at the ref saying knock-on, knock-on, knock-on. And remember, yeah. I said a few podcasts ago, there's some experienced players that like to get in the ears of the refs. I whether heard it's many... Dylan Edwards. I paid attention, and you're absolutely right. He does not shut up. He doesn't shut yeah, up, Dylan mate. Edwards and, and just... Cameron Munster does the same thing. Dylan Edwards screams the whole game. And Wade Graham does exactly the same thing. And Wade Graham in that game, after they scored the try, he went up and started chirping. So did Dalfinuka. And that was a try that I actually think one of our players, CNK, was taken out. Now, you know, he might not have gotten to the tackler. I'm certain he was. I I couldn't believe that wasn't reviewed. 
that's that's called. I've seen that called a no. Like, yeah, you can make the argument he wouldn't have been able to stop him. But I've seen that called a no try nine times. But it's out not about whether so he can stop year. him; it's about yeah. whether he has the opportunity to stop him. Yeah, and he didn't that's what I'm get saying. Oh, it's mm. been called that's a no awesome try about. nine times out of ten this year. And how they suddenly change it on that one, I don't know. The knock, the the ball getting knocked out by Wade Graham. I mean, the the, the worst thing about that, of course, was we had and we sort of mentioned it before. Waste our captain's challenge, you know. That was absolutely yeah, but that's also pretty. Re- it's ref incompetence, and I want to ask both of you guys, especially you, Pork, because you're pretty across the way that these referees are. How many games has that guy done? Is he a pretty season pro, no. or is that one of those no, situations he, he's, where he's a suddenly it's the magic, it's just... the magic round, and they can't use the same guys three times a weekend, so they pump a guy up because he, I noticed he was also dropping his voice and talking like a man. Because he needed to have authority over these men, like it was just like, dude, you need to relax. Like he was, it was, it, it was almost like a performance that he was trying to put on, and he got a few of the calls right, but Jesus Christ, he got a lot of them wrong. And you know, we'll get to it later. But CNK getting sin binned, even Whitehead was mm. pretty unlucky to get sin binned. That knock on wasn't even close to being a knock on. There was a try scored against us that you know you could argue wasn't a try. He just he, this guy, you could see, he decided I'm going to make some pretty authoritative decisions and i'm going to try and be this you know strong voice and he just to me it's yeah, smack of someone i hear what you're saying that's and faking it as an actor i just Liam noticed kennedy the guy is to a touch judge yeah it's a touch judge so i i'm torn between what you're saying and what jared maxwell is doing so jared maxwell's the new head and you will notice there's a whole lot of the referees like gavin badger and so on who aren't there anymore. Like there's a whole lot of ones that have just mm-hmm. all of a sudden gone because he's renewing them. Now, I would argue strongly he should have renewed Jerry Sutton by now or be very getting close to it. And Ash Klein has to be in that same area as much as a nice guy as Ash Klein is and I like him. But you will see there's a whole lot of refs coming up that Jared Maxwell is bringing into first grade out of the touchies ranks. And he's actually bringing new people in, which is something Bernie Sutton and Tony Archer did not do. And so I agree with you that he was, oh, you know, for his 19th, oh, it was his 19th sorry. game. Sorry, no, Tim's talking about referees again. It's for his really, 19th, you're, really boring. You're an idiot. It's really like, boring. Idiot. This important. Mate, it this was his 19th game. Make... And yes, I do agree he was trying to do stuff, but he will learn over time. We need to bring him up. We need to bring yeah, him up. Know, and that but, comes down but... to the, now we come down to the sin bins, right? So we look at the sin bins. First and foremost, the first sin binning oh. was... Um, no, no, shut up, Blakey. I want to hear this because I disagree with Pork on one of them. But let's go. Let's, let's have it out. The the first sin bin, I can't actually think of what the first sin bin was. C&K. Um, C&K. What, C&K. That's touch and go. I really didn't see enough of that. For mine, he's trying to get up and get away. You didn't see enough of it, mate, it. because it, he wasn't even I, on I the thought that was. A, That's why he didn't see enough I think, of it. it I think that a was a clean drop. I, I thought that was wrong. It was a clean drop but I couldn't see from the angle the ref saw it and they never showed us another angle. The ref had a good view of that. He may have seen something we didn't. That's why I didn't agree. The second one was Corey Hawes for a big red. Absolutely no question that was a sin bin. None whatsoever a sin bin every day of the week. Elliot Whitehead was very much like the Hetherington send-off last year um, against us for Brisbane, where basically Whitehead paid the pole... uh, position of the power pole that the car hit um and that was never a sin bin at all that was that was wrong um but the let's last talk about power poles man let's not talk about power poles yeah no i'll get to that later L- no, we'll leave that one later um, <laughs> we'll cover that then we then we get then we get to schneider um what was penalized that was a sin bin 
No, no, it wasn't. Definitely no, it wasn't. Wasn't. no, it yes, was it, not a if sin we, bin. If we wanted Cooper Cronk sin bin in the 2009 final, it's nothing like the Cooper Nothing like it, because Cooper Cronk, okay, hear me out. Cooper Cronk took out Papali'i when Papali'i, there was no one else yeah. that was even close to tackling Papali'i, and he took him out early, blatantly, professionally. Um, Schneider took him out early, but it was just, it was bad timing. But he, but he was all game. He was doing that. He was trying to hit on point of contact, so yeah. the guy couldn't. But there was a guy behind Schneider on the defensive line. I've watched it back since your tweet, and Schneider wasn't the last line of defense before the before the try line. So you can't and, send and, him. And it looks it looks it's a worse take. in slow motion. It looks worse in slow motion. But seriously, the like, yeah, look, getting mate, the ball and he mate, just drives there half I, a second I, early. It's not as though he just took out I, someone who didn't have the ball. Not even I half a second. I do agree. That Kronk did what he did because he knew if Papali he got the ball, he was by himself. Stop talking about the 2019 his, Grand Final, man. It's it's like triggering. On his best day, Kronk might have pulled him down. Well, Kronk won it in that motion. You know, he did. And he getting got back to, getting back it, to but... this game, CNK, CNK, I think, copped that, that 10 minutes because of that referee feeling like he had to make a decision and try and stamp his authority because he didn't he even... He thought, hey, it's usually, magic round. You send a lot of people to the sin bin. Well, usually, usually when you're the last line of defense, you're the fullback and you tackle them. You watch these guys try and get up and they get one kick. So the player will kick out once. And if they have to kick out twice, then it's a penalty. If they kick out three times, you're off. You know, generally, it's like even twice you might get... CNK didn't even do that. He just got on top of him, got tangled yeah. and then got, I thought, got his I leg th- off. I it thought wasn't... it was rough. I, I thought it was rough. But I think it, again, demonstrated how well we played in that match that even when we were down for 11 for that five minutes, they didn't get anything from us. You know, we just, and that was partly, it was amazing performance. It was, it was stunning, but we have to be wary in this match coming up um, that we ran our tank dry in that. And that's why I'm surprised so many players are backing up, especially when Adam Elliott was there. But look, before we move on to uh, the next stages, um, who are we voting then for the Raiders review with Blake and the pork land speed records, $20 man of the match. I mean, I'm on the shoe, man. You're on Hudson Young. Um, who are you on, Matthew? Uh, I'm going to have to side with Hudson, I'll have to say. All right, Hudson Yay. Young is the, the Raiders review. Oh, look, I, I'm happy with all of them. I, the great you're happy, to be, you're happy to be wrong. You're happy to be wrong because you're used to it. It's a fairly constant state of it. You're just an idiot. Can I say one last thing about the side? And you know, Obviously, there's going to be... Uh, a lot of a lot of things spoken about the spirit and what we did and you know during the week and whether this is a season turn and all that sort of stuff but what what's been really heartening um you know heartwarming from a raiders fans point of view is a few of those games where things have not gone our way where we've had a sin bin that hasn't quite been the right decision or a penalty try gone against us in a couple of games where it's like really was he going to get there um we've, we've dropped our bundle we've lacked leadership you know and one of the things that this game definitely did it, it the, they banded together through the defense they banded together through their effort and all that stuff yeah. and we'll hear danny stewart talk about the cne later but i was really proud of the side that they came through that and they actually managed to um win a game when maybe they had all the excuses to go the other way you know think back to newcastle mm-hmm. last year and um, mm-hmm. you know, the travel excuses. And we are a side that has found excuses and maybe blame rest in the past. And I was just really proud of the boys and the way that they actually stuck together. I was too. And going back to that Newcastle match last year, and Blake pointed this out at the time, there was a point in that match in Newcastle where a ball hit the ground where there was four Raiders there who could have got it, and it was a Knight who got it. The same point in reverse happened on the weekend. A ball hit the ground, taps. there was four Sharks who could have got it, and Taps got it. 
and 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 that was the sort of thing and it's exactly what you're talking about matthew it's like that's it's that killer instinct look um mm -hmm. there was something that came out of that fantastic effort i gotta say made me a little bit annoyed in fact you might say it ground my gears you know what really grinds my gears do you know what grinds my gears did you see by any chance in the sydney morning herald christian nicolucci's uh wrap up they did a wrap up of every game and most games got five or six paragraphs they gave the raiders one ex and sharks match one extended paragraph and this is what it read it was so easy to forget how much energy cronulla used up a week earlier against the new zealand warriors they looked flat from the outset and as coach craig fitzgibbon said after the loss to canberra they were out muscled now and enthused there'll be plenty of debate about the decision to shift nico hines from the halves to fullback but even hines would simply have to admit he had a stinker Canberra were excellent in defence. Their forwards worked around the clock and Zach Wolford's effort to set up Brad Schneider for late trial will be one of their season highlights. Now, the week before, and this is why it grinds my gears, the week before, if you go and look at the press, particularly, and I went and looked at this, the Nicolucci and all the Sydney Morning Herald people did on the brilliance of the Sharks against probably the most execrable side in the league right now in the Warriors, who are appalling, which makes it even more sick-making, ball-rising that we lost to them. And they went off their brain about how wonderful their performance was to actually have your article focused on the fact that the Sharks were down on form and not go at all to the point that for seven and a half minutes of that match, the Raiders had 11 men. Yeah. That, the, but also, it's the Sydney Morning Herald. It's a Sydney paper. The majority of the people reading the Sydney paper are going to be Sharks fans, man. Can, can people not that, read? No, I mean, they're going to be rugby league fans. <laughs> I don't know. I also think... Um, you're right. I, all that there was a lot of press coming out after that win against the Warriors, lauding them, and as Rothfield said, it's one of the greatest wins. And you know they said that. Well, he's even, a Sharks um, supporter. Yeah, of course he is. And they said that even. Uh, uh, what's the? I think. I think. What's the famous boxing trainer? Johnny Lewis. That was just ridiculous. Johnny Lewis they wrote this me. bullshit. That yeah, there was no one. Sense. There was one. There was one um, article I read that said maybe all this press is glossing over what actually happened and and just that the warriors were abysmal and it wasn't had nothing to do with abysmal. the sharks i mean i the, the sharks couldn't have played any worse i mean obviously they took out a strength by putting hines at fullback and and we spoke about that last week pork and we we're saying maybe lucky miller's the answer mm -hmm. and look who's selected for them mm -hmm. this week because they they yep, you remove absolutely. a strength you remove a strength and you actually make two weaknesses and he had no one to we have actually like, had complaints like, matthew about you bringing a little bit too much football intelligence to this pod I mean, the too much, too out, much rugby, good. too much rugby union knowledge. That's what gets me. Uh, yeah, hockey, yeah, people, hockey people that's such a rah rah name, they, isn't they it? It is. We want to hear half-baked ideas and conspiracy theories and, and, and personal invective. And you add a little bit too much class and you add a little bit too much knowledge. And we've talked to you about it before of pegging it down a little bit, but I'm not sure he's getting the message, is he, Blake? No, you've got to dumb it down for the Blake and the Pork audience. You really do, because you know we're not we're not the sharpest tools in the shed, mate. Yeah, you, you know are. it's not Come the thing. On. Look, but I tell, hang on, hang on, hang on. But um, I tell you one person who has a fair few views on the uh, sharks match, and that is Danny Stewart. <coughs> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, half brother of a uh, Canberra Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart. <coughs> oh, well, I'm going to start uh, this week off uh, with a bit of a joke. <coughs> Now, wait for it. The Cronulla Sharks. <laughs> oh, mercy. 
I've been able to uh, stop laughing uh, since Sunday. Uh, uh, what a joke of an organisation the Sharks are. <coughs> uh, that's seven in a row uh, we've got against them now. Uh, they were supposedly top four bound. Uh, they were going to make the green foil and all that BS. Uh, well, you just lost by 20 to a uh, side of a halves combo of uh, Rob Schneider and uh, Matty Frewley. Sharks, so uh, well done, boys. <coughs> Oh, what an absolute laugh of a team. Fuck. Fuck. Cronulla. Nah, that's what I was uh, singing after the game on uh, on Sunday. But uh, <clears throat> uh, what a win it was, Raiders fans. Uh, full of uh, C&E. Courage and effort. Uh, the BOTB went our way. That's uh, funny when those two things are in our favour. We're, uh, we're a half-decent footy team, aren't we? <clears throat> now, in regards to the uh, game versus Souths on Sunday... Uh, uh, it's great to see uh, Frawls uh, stay in the team there. <coughs> uh, unlucky for Robbie Schneider uh, going back to the Reds, but uh, he'll come back bigger and, ever, bigger and better than ever. He's a uh, kid of a bright future. Uh, he's uh, great defensively, and uh, we'll see a lot more of him in the future. <coughs> uh, so onwards and upwards for the boys. Uh, the uh, premiership charges uh, began in earnest, and uh, go, you a green uh, machine and you got to say that joke is a classic joke. There's no question it's a classic joke. And I did leave all my Sharks supporters' friends alone. Um, but it's a good joke and it's well made. Uh, but you want to know what also is a really good joke but not well made? The Shark. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what's up, everyone? That was That was truly wonderful. Watching the Sharks... With 14 men on the field, while the Raiders had 11, and they get they could score one point, not one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That truly Cro-Magnon looking ref out there is clearly in your pocket the whole game. All of you, you couldn't score against 11 Raiders this year. <laughs> get fucked. You're not allowed to be called the Sharks anymore. I will not allow you to besmirch my last name ever again. You're the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. That's it. And that's how we're going to refer to him from now on. So, all right, I'm done. And you are done too. You're not going anywhere. That premiership window has just come down on your head and taken it off. All right, uh, this week's uh, musical pick, it's just simply one song. It's a song by the motherfucking Cosmic Psychos. You know them. You love them. The song's called Can't Come In. And that's what the Raiders said to the bitch-ass Cronulla Sharks when they had 11 men on the field. They said this shit. Let's go, come on baby, let's go. Do it, play it. Fuck off. All right, go you green things. Raiders by 56 this week, clearly. Souths are frauds. And uh, once more, the best thing about the shark segment is probably uh, his music selection. It's over. It's over for another week. I <laughs> thought that last week was going to be his last segment. I really thought that um, he was going to take over the, the hosting role of, of the Green Machine podcast, but I just couldn't get him over the line. No, well, you tried your best. You did. I offered $500 you did. You and they wanted 1000 but you know, it's... You tried to throw me in the, in, into, the, uh, into the deal, and they still wouldn't take it. They still wouldn't take it. 
Still wouldn't take it. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, he, he's an idiot, but he's our idiot, whether we like it or We're not. Stuck with him. But uh, let's get to the, 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 the uh, Jersey's megastore of Iron Knob Fishwick, just near the cock. Here's the team list for the Rabbitohs game. And uh, it's it's uh, it's surprising, uh, the team list we got. We, we've seen the biggest surprise is that Schneider, after, I think, his best performance in green, is that fair to say, people? He, well, well, it was one of his yeah. best. He had a great game. We'll also miss his goal kicking because he's apart from you know he, he... ninety yeah, percent. And who's going to kick? Yeah, well, who's good? that's the question. So there's three options there. Who is it going to? And it's got to be, in my opinion, someone who's going to be on for eighty. Well, that... and so the choices of the kickers are Frawley, uh, Chn, and um, Zach Wolford, Zach Wolford apparently Rapiner. used to kick in twenties. Oh Does that? Gosh. But Zach Wolford, you said it was sixty percent, and he's not going to be on for eighty no, minutes. I know. I know. So it, I the would chances love it to are, Schneider for his kicking. He's so good. Yeah, but it's very good. So the the question here is, and CHN's named at thirteen, but he's not going to run nah. the full eighty minutes. Nah. So it's really going to have to be um, Rap. And I don't like the way he kicks. No, neither <laughs> I don't I. Like I never feel confident when they miss. They really miss. They're not like just close. But it, the, it the Raiders like side this weekend's an interesting one because, you know, the flu, we all know, and anyone listening to this would know too, the flu's ravaged through the, the squad. So it could be very different by the time we get to the game. Well, we start off with CNK at the fullback. On the wings, we've got Kotrich and uh, Rapana. Then we've got um, uh, Timiko and Chris in the centre. Kiss. Then we've got Deb White kiss. and for a Kiss. <laughs> is oh, yeah, that's right. No, New no, pronunciation. Beautiful effort was Kiss. And what was the other one they got wrong? They got Kiss Tomoikoi. and... Um, Tomoikoi. Tomoikoi. That's the yeah, Daily Telegraph. Brilliant. Um, we, got, we got Whiten and Frawley in the halves. I actually am pretty happy with that. I I think, A, Jackie ba- being back can only ever be a good thing, um, pr- especially as he's going to be trying to impress to get that um, origin spot. But Frawley's kicking and his control. What's, what's happened in the um, last couple of weeks is we've gone back to a very simple game plan, you know, because before we were, you know, we were trying to shift the ball too much and coming up with like whatever it was, 18 errors, 20 errors. I think there was, you know, hardly any errors against the Sharks. We've gone back to a very simple game plan and, and Frawley's the man to steer the ship. You know, because you look... Well, we had we had 100% with completion rate after half an hour. And I think if you don't have you know, the Joey Manos and Latrell Mitchells and Turbos out the back, you've, you've got to play that possession game and, you know, and just grind them in. And, and that forward pack, like we said last week, you know, Papali Ian Taps, you've got Hudson Young, who's a beast on one side, Whitehead, who was really strong on the weekend. Really good. And then see it, But you can't really imagine he's not going to be tired this week. He's got to be shattered yeah. this week. And that's that's the question for him. So in the front row, we've got Papali and Tarpanay, who were back to their very best. Back to their very, very best. best. Tarpanay is, and and, and um, uh, Papa has got his um, 250 this weekend. But Tarpanay, um, he has to be retained at the club under all press. Like he is now running into career best form. Um, Not just that, maybe form like this best, within the next two years. Best prop in the comp kind of yeah. stuff. He's at that age. What yeah, is he now? Twenty-eight. Out. He's at that age. He's really in his prime now. He's getting to the point where he's knocking on the point of pushing out one of those people who people put out for you know who's the best prop of the Raiders last 40 years another two years of form like this he's going to not just be in the talking of that he'll be hard to keep out that's how good he's playing Zach Wolford holds his spot at nine I think for good reason Um, Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead in the back row I'll be Hudson 
White has got to be gassed. He's got to be what gassed. What will happen is, um, what will happen is, Corey Harry plays like 20 or 30 minutes, whatever, at lock. He comes off the field. Then, I guess, Horsburgh or Sutton goes to lock. And then when um, Whitehead comes off after 60 minutes or whatever, Corey Hardawira Naira comes back on and plays that edge. Surely that's what happens. Or they swap. Yeah, they've done that in the or past. They swap, the, week, or... the, weekend was, the weekend was a little bit different. They've done that in the past. I, I, a lot's going to come down I'll... to who's sick. They were, they were given the day off today. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I'll be very surprised I, I if surprised Elliot not to see come into me too. Maybe he's still very sick. surprised oh. not to see him in. He, that could be right. And if it's the flu that's hit, not the COVID, if it's the flu, I've got a couple of people down at work at the moment, two weeks, and they're only just groveling in now. Yeah, but they're in the um, public service, really, man. Really they're in no hurry to get back. Yeah, but Rick, yeah, but Ricky said they had to split the meetings. So not, <clears> any of their meetings now are not in the same rooms because it's actually ravaged the club. So it's not just the dogs that are having it; it's us and. You know, going to, I don't know how they're going to try and travel to Dubbo, whether they're going to try and do it on the day or the night before. You know, there's a lot of things up in the air. Um, Got to do it the night before. I also, I mean, I, I, we spoke about it last week. I remember saying that, I, you know, the, the field's going to be a bit heavy and it's going to suit us, you know, because we're going to try and play, like you said, Blake, down the, the tram tracks, the tram lines, whatever you yeah. call it. Um, and I'm hoping that that field in Dubbo is going to be similar. You know, I think we suit a heavier. Mm. Field, you look it has at a small had pack. nowhere near as much rain there as it's had. Look had at where, look at where South score their points. Predominantly, it's that spread yeah, on the left as well. I mean, we got to do the same thing, and, and same thing that we did for all the shite that South were last weekend against Warriors in the second half. Alex Johnson continues to be an impressive footballer. He's just a smart, just as Rapa can just have brain explosions all the time and do really dumb things. Alex Johnson can continually makes good decisions. Yeah. He can time he his run, can't he? Like for a bloke who's oh, it just, never going to be a state of origin. He played what one game of state of origin and he wasn't up to it because his body size, but he just, the way that he could time his run to be perfectly at the end of the center or the half pass is just mm. phenomenal. You know, often we're like, it's behind really us or in player. front and we're like, why isn't the winger there? Johnson's just hitting yeah. it. And clearly that's, they're drilled it in. There. Wrong, but they're they're oh, right. But he just knows it. I mean, you, if you go through yeah, that line, they are too, which is what worries me. So then we've got Starling, Sutton, Xavier Savage and Horsburgh on the bench. For the South Sydney, they've got Taff at fullback, who I think is making a pretty good fist of it. Taff. Johnson, we're just talking about Taff. on one wing. Taff and Tane Mill on the other. And we know Tane Mill has a lot of talent. we got uh, Jackson Paulo, who didn't have his strongest match last weekend, but Campbell Graham, we all know what he's capable of. He's a brilliant footballer. Doesn't do it every week. Cody Walker, we'll play him back into form. It's the Raiders. You know, and he had the first half last week, Cody Walker's brilliant second half. I don't know where he was. I think there's a lot of contention that you've really got to get under his skin. And while he's the number one player on the field without Cam Murray there, it's far more capable to shake him because when Cam Murray was there, when Adam Reynolds was there, they could calm his farm a fair bit. But he starts getting really aggravated. So if he's on top, that's okay. But once he starts dropping back, it can be a liability. Um, then you've got Lachlan Ilias in seven, who I think is a pretty damn good half and is really starting to show some good form. Front row, they've got Totola and they've got Thomas Burgess playing well. Damien Cook played well last week until he didn't. Had a poor second half. Um, Colin Matangi, who is really good. I think his haircut is fantastic, but he's really good. He's they brought also in been Trent good Peoples. Really yeah, good he has. Um, they brought in Trent Peoples into the second row with Host out. He's only had one um, appearance so far. 188 centimetres, 96 kilos, born 1998. 
Um, this is his junior club. I don't know very much about him at all. But then you got Jai Arrow, who played well last week, um, even in the second half when everyone else wasn't at lock. Then you've got Cody Nicarima, who's just come over from the Warriors for them. Now, Cody Nicarima, the one thing about him, he loves scoring tries against the Raiders. I can't remember the last time he played a match against us and you didn't say, score you, a match. You, say, you say this every year, every episode we play Cody Nicarima, and if you actually go and look at the stats, he's like scored one try against us in the last four years. Or two tries. Maybe it's maybe that he's going to be playing. Maybe that's your perception. Oddly, they said he's going to be playing the Benji role, the thirteen yeah. role. Well, and, fourteen and people's fourteen, me. 14 yeah. yeah, but like playing like a link. When um, Peoples is the guy that debuted against the the Broncos um, a couple of weeks back and wasn't registered. So if they had a one, they would have lost the points. And he actually a good thing they didn't win. So this is. Remember yeah, Ricky against remember, remember Ricky against the Dragons. <clears throat> is it, oh, that really windy game. Oh, it's a bloody good thing we didn't win. <laughs> then we got um, Davey Mole in Moale. the 15 jersey. Now, I equally, yeah, Moale, I don't know much about him. He's had eight eight appearances. Well, it could be Mole, it could be Moale, I don't know. Um, then our very own in number 16, Saliva Havili. Uh, bless Saliva. Just a wonderful dude in every regard. I know he's playing Hope against us, but I can't, w- I can't wish it. No, I don't. I can't wish he'll. And of course, uh, the fly spray man himself, Liam Knight, also an X-Raider there in number you know, 17. You know, He's still in good form. Do you see how many X-Raiders? I was actually, there was a game where um, I was watching early in the year where Souths were playing someone, and I think I counted four X-Raiders in the South team. Liam Knight. Yes. Lever Havili. Mark Nichols. Mark Nichols. And Josh Mansour. Steve Walters. Josh Mansour. <laughs> Josh Mansour, <laughs> did he actually sign a backflip? No, I don't think. I don't he think, did even, he. I don't think he even got that far. Uh, he just, he just, Thank he God. just flew down on a plane with. Um, with and we were going to pay him a fortune to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, that was a bullet touch. Before the 2019 Grand Final, I was outside the ground. And he was there with Ryan James. Previous to what they were doing, the Raiders supporters were coming up and giving him hell. This could have been you today, Mansource. They were saying this could have been you. He took it with good humour, but you could see he was pretty pissed off about the whole scenario. Because as it turns out, he didn't get to play one. Or did he play in 2020? When did they punt him? Yeah, maybe did. Maybe did lose. I him thought one. they punted him in 2019. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to, we'll but, have to you know, go to the anyway. Uh, they were doing it. Look, and now it's the talk, time talk for the to Solzy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's time. Yeah, he'll know. He's a good Penrith supporter there. Uh, time for the segment that everyone loves. The extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Okay, well, everyone's excited about this one. So we've got uh, Brad Schneider in 19, the unluckiest man, because he's played magnificently. We've got Harry Rushton in 20. We've got Trevelyan. Finally. There he is. He's back again, Adrian. Do you know how long he's been gone That's for? Nice Do you know how long he's been gone for? For a one... Is it like... Six weeks. No, isn't it like eight weeks or something? It's I don't know. It's the longest... It's the longest one-week six, six matches. What do you guys yeah, think about right. the Schneider yeah. thing? Unless we want to get through the bench first. But did you hear Ricky's talk about Schneider? Well, this is... Yeah, I did. I thought he was very positive. It's, it's interesting. I kind of believe it, too. It's interesting. I, have to say I mean, that. I, I really do. Obviously, like I said, you know, we've been playing a simple game plan. It's been working. For all, he's been doing a good job. He's been steering around the team, around the park. I mean, it was, you know, it was evident in, like, the Warriors game and stuff like that, where we, there was no one. Everyone was just doing whatever off the cuff, and it was a complete disaster. Yep. He's the one that can actually sort of steer the ship a bit, which is, which is what we missed, you know, in the preceding weeks. And, look, I feel bad for Schneider, but at the end of the day, whoever's playing seven now is only there for the next couple of weeks anyway, because Fogarty's back. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things, right? Because it's it's you know, Frawley plays down the right. I know. I mean, down the left, predominantly. And, he's left and, and Schneider and plays so down the right. Jack. Jack comes yeah. in. 
but I, you know, when I first saw that Frawley was starting this weekend in the team list, I was a little bit upset. I was like, I thought Schneider, because he plays down the right, yeah. and, you know, we we're trying to develop this young kid for the future. And, and that was maybe one of his best games. And the fact yeah. that he could punch up the middle and support um, Wolford for that try at the end Wolford. of the game, which clinched the game, was amazing. It was just for a kid he that had to do so much. Away, and he was right. And he had Did to do so Moylan much to put his hand out and try and grab him. Yeah. Did you see Moylan try and ha- grab him and hold him? The, for a guy to be able to t- like tackle his heart out and then actually still punch up the middle in the 70th minute to score that try is just incredible. And I, part of me really wants, I wanted him to be selected. And then when I didn't see that he was, I was really upset. And then when I listened to Ricky's um, presser that was in the Canberra Times, he talked about giving him a rest because he's just he's how much effort that he put in. Mm. And I kind of believe yeah. it. I kind of feel like maybe I do too. it's not I a bad actually idea. believe it completely. Well, that's been, that's been sort but, of uh, the conventional wisdom of some of the coaches. I mean, you look at Sam Walker and stuff like that in recent years. They're like, you can't just burn them out. These Because, I mean, you know, this is Schneider debut this year. He, he played 10 minutes last year or whatever. Yeah. Um, you can't mm-hmm. just burn them out just playing them game after game after game. It's good to give them a bit of a spell, which you'll get. And like I say, Fogarty was always going to come back anyway. Do you know what our win percentage is? Is with um, and he's not Schneider's not playing reserve no, this week. He's actually having rest. Uh, he's on the extended bench, but he hasn't been named the reserves. I guess they'll probably see how he goes. Um, our win percentage with Schumann in starting the halves. Do you know what it is in the last three seasons? It's like eighty percent or something. Like that. Yeah, it's like eighty percent. I think we've only lost one, haven't we? One or two, maybe. But we those few yeah, games we've we won. Lost last... one. The one we lost with him was with uh, him at hooker. Yeah. Well, and then him off the bench when he started in the halves, he he's he's played very look. He's done exactly what he said he'd do. Uh, my thing about about Schneider is looking at what Penrith did with Burton before he went. He was a half, and they played him in the centres. That is not the most far fetched idea in the world for Schneider as well. I think that's well within his capability. He defends out on that side. That's a terrible idea. That is a terrible idea. Then you've got James. I'm just saying it's an option. You've got James Schiller on the extended bench. Emery Gould. Elliot Whitehead's more likely to play start at prop than that. Shut up. Then you've got Adam Elliott in the 18 jersey. I I think it's more than likely we're going to see. I think we're going to see Elliot brought into the squad. I'll be surprised unless he's still really sick. I bet you he doesn't. He's not relieving somebody. The one that I would have thought maybe. Okay, I got fifty. I've got fifty cents here that says he does. (laughs) The one that I would have actually been tempted to give a spell to this week would be Big Red. He might need. He might need a bit of a rest. Yeah, and that's that's the one I think will get. That's the one I do think will get spelled, and Elliot will come in in his place for the extended bench for the Rabbitohs. We've got Isaiah Tass, we've got Josh Mansource, we've got uh, Latrell's brother Shakai Mitchell, we've got Dean Hawkins, who I don't know very much about. It's Jennifer's younger Um, brother. We've got Richie Kenner. Oh, that's right. Then we've got Richie Kenner, who I do know something about. Hame Sele, um, good player there. And we've got uh, Peter Mamazelos, um, who I don't know anything about, but he's in the 18 jersey. Um, Big international. Be, if he has a run out. Makes a great it'll his, <laughs> It'll be his his, his fourth um, uh, boost. So, look, on, on that extended bench, um, just by sheer weight. See, the man source through Mamazelos. sheer weight of numbers, takes the game line right up there, you know, the amount of games played. But you're looking at... Uh, what about the what about the, pe- what about the pedigree of Shaq Mitchell? Yeah, no, I see that. But on our extended bench, we've actually got a player who's played in a grand final. 
And I don't think they do. So I'm going to give that extended bench to the Canberra Raiders. Hey. Whoop, whoop. Good job, man. Good job. <laughs> there we go. So that's that, that's fantastic. So, but now it's time for someone who actually does some serious analogy uh, analysis. And that's, uh, it's time to rip in with RDJ. G'day, Raiders fans. Great win last week. Sharks were entitled to be a little bit flat and we took full advantage. Wolford was good in de- on debut. Schneider, second half defence was exceptional. Um, but all the players played really well. It was a, uh, a much-deserved win. And it sure makes it a hell of a lot easier when, when you only make eight errors for the game. Um, and we've been averaging 12. All right, so that's enough for the afterglow. Let's talk about this week and the weaknesses to exploit. Number one is the South forwards. Uh, We have a clear advantage on paper, so let's just keep rolling along like we did last week. Just do more of the same. Number two is Alex Johnston. Um, We had a clear intention last week to either kick into the sun or isolate Katoa. Um, and, you know, maybe both. Let's do the same with Johnston. Catch the ball over him and score. Uh, but let's not go all Mitchell Pierce and be a one-trick pony. Uh, cross-kick bombs are good, but they are even better when mixed with grubbers and, run. you know, even running on the last as well. Um, final one I've got here is Cook and Walker don't seem themselves. Um, so I'm not sure whether it's age or injury or still getting used to Ilias, who knows. Um, but let's not play them into form. Um, run plenty of traffic their way, keep a close eye on them in attack and keep them quiet. Uh, I am concerned a bit about the fuel that we spent last weekend, similar to what the Sharks were last weekend against us. Um, Let's hope it has been a very light training week with skills only from the coaching staff. I do think Souths are vulnerable. Um, They're certainly not a top four side like they have been in previous years or not playing like a top four side. So I do think we can win again on Sunday if we play well. Enjoy your footy and go, you green machine. Oh I'll, my God! I'll well, tell you, I'm happy to report that. I'll he, tell you a funny thing about Arnie J. I'm happy to report that he's out on bail, um, and he's we, we've got Gabar, Nick Gabar, coming in to def, defend him because um, he is a wild man. Having having he been the only loose. one of the three of us that's actually recently met um, Arnie J. in real life, I tell you, he's he looks a lot younger than he sounds. Right. Well, he's had a hard life in and out of remand. Um, <laughs> his skin you know, is so youthful. I asked him what his secret was. Apparently, it's honey baths. Yeah, that's right. Well, I tell you what, when I turned 30, I started using facial moisturizer and I've never stopped. And that's why now at the age of 59, I only look like I'm 52. <laughs> Not a day over. Not so, a day yeah, older. And I backed that Not in. Not a day older. Look, you know, like we can go on like idiots right now like this or we can just let lord funkington take over g'day everyone lord funkington here back for another week another win we're wearing the green we win we weren't calling the team their milk we win but again i'm moving on from that such good things how about that second magic round in a row we're down to 11 and we still mop the floor with our helpless opponent who's in front of us this week south sydney smelling themselves after a big first half against the pathetic warriors it's in dubbo Regional New South Wales, that's Canberra Raiders land, mate. South Sydney, 
that's Redfern, that's the inner, that's property prices, that's all sorts of that other crap. I tell you what, this week I can feel it coming. I can feel it coming. We've got the young fellas coming through. We asked Rick to play the kids, he played the kids, and look what happens. Shredded the Sharks last weekend, and they'll shred the bunnies this week. Sing it with me, everybody. Raiders by 56. I've got some bad, I've got some bad news for Lord Funkyton. And I suspect and that, that um, seeing as though we're up against Souths, and it is technically a Souths home game, although it's taking place in Dubbo, we'll be wearing some sort of a, a waist strip. And it may well involve blue. I don't think we're going to be wearing all green. May well have blue. I don't blue. think we're going to be wearing all green because you think about, like, my original jersey I ever had was the white Woodges jumper. And we only ever used to wear that, like, one mm-hmm. game a season against Souths or two games a season. Yep. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're going to be yep. wearing green. So, if we lose... We know why. We know why. Yeah, yeah. No more blue. Um, but look, we will be trialling the hashtag of up the Woodges and up the Vioeasy um, because I think they're just as relevant as that other hashtag that we're not going to use anymore because why on earth would you, you do that? I don't understand. Why not we just get to the punch so, and you know, just go I'm up the arse? I... <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Maybe, maybe we won't do that, Matthew. <laughs> maybe we won't do that matthew all right well that's just, I, this is our, occasionally we attempt to make this a, a family show and then you destroy yeah. what, it what are you doing there pork what you are, you, are you jiggling the cable what cable is that I jiggling pork? cable <laughs> no i'm not i'm not i will jiggle my cable whenever i feel like it um we need to go uh, back no, to we, uh, we need to go back to the white away jersey, the white like sort of yeah. I've got one of the um, CMFEU ones. That's pretty sweet it. as well. It's actually you know it's actually got blood on it as well. Has that yeah. actual Raiders blood <laughs> was given to me by a player? I'll show it to you sometime, Matthew. We should have if if we go back to the CMFEU, we've got to sign CMANA for guy because it's basically just like his name shortened. We're never we're never going back to the to that that sponsor. Uh yes, we're not going back to that sponsor. I don't for on any way shape or level. And uh when uh, were you at Bruce the day when they had the sort of the um the march around the ground. <laughs> that was the worst idea ever. Anyway, I, I don't know where they got that one from, but I remember looking at the time and thinking, you know, like I'm not here to make comments on anything whatsoever in that regard, but gee, yeah, gee, not happy about that. Look, I'll tell you someone who does make comments on lots of things and, you know, he's asked for his right of reply on here because we may have called him an idiot a few times, but what a, uh, Paul what Crawley's best mates. to tell us. Yeah, hey, it's going. It's Paul Crawley, mate. I just wanted to make a few observations about the game versus Souths on Sunday, mate. I've done a bit of thinking, and I've come to the conclusion that if the Raiders score more points than Souths on Sunday, then they might win that game of footy, mate. I know it's out of the box thinking, but that's my thoughts on the matter. And, mate... People need to cut Camber a little bit of slack, mate. Josh Hodgson's been out since round one, and when you don't have Josh Hodgson, Josh Hodgson isn't on the field, mate. Now think about that for a minute. Anyway, it's been a pleasure to come on, mate. 
I reckon you should get me on again in the future, mate. I really am the game's greatest thinker, mate. Don't worry about Rick. He does look, Paul Crawley, to his credit, he does, the fact that his brother is on the, the, the Raiders coaching staff and uh, he's one of Rick's Rick's mates, uh, he does sometimes have something interesting to say about the Raiders, but, yeah, most of it's uh, fairly in, inconsequential. Well, I like when you look at what Christian Nicolucci did, that someone actually thinks about us at all and gives <laughs> exactly. a crap about us exactly. one way or another. Exactly. So, you know, like the fact that he does, you know, like, you know, and he's, I don't think his observations are that bad, um, but, you know. I mean, that's, that's, that's the, the difference now, Blake, with Rick and his mates is that actually through Ricky Stewart, we do get some, I mean, it's always Ricky's Raiders and Ricky this and Ricky that and on Fox Sports in the paper, but we do actually get some coverage, which you look back at the days when Dave Fern is the coach. Henry yeah, yeah. Or, or Matt Elliott, we literally we didn't nothing. exist. And, you know, we were supposed to wither on the vine and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that's the case. Now, has there been something that's made you annoyed, uh, Blake, that has made you go, on the burst? Uh, well, I don't know if you guys saw the news uh, earlier this week. Curtis Scott has got off his assault charge. Mm. Whether or not that now opens that. up a, uh, a position for him to maybe sue the club for false dismissal remains to be seen. But I was just stunned that he got off on that charge. You know, he did you see what defence he was successfully able to play? I did on this Ida Hobbit day. It's definitely one that uh, needs to be brought up too. Yeah, it was the old, a gay was trying to crack onto me defence, so I had to punch him in the face. Now, surely in 2022, in Canberra, you know, which is, you think, the most progressive jurisdiction in the whole of Australia... You actually use that as a viable defense to get off for busting someone's nose is just outrageous. And and Curtis Scott, you're an idiot. I'm glad we sacked you. I don't have anything to do with you ever again, you and your stupid tattoos. And magistrate James Lawton, you're an idiot too, an embarrassment. An absolute embarrassment. So And it's what's hard more to believe... the views expressed by Blake on this program are not necessarily endorsed by the pork. Oh what are you uh, dis- what I, are you I, disagreeing I, with I, there? Please. What are you what are you disagreeing but... with there? I thought I'm not going to be calling out the judiciary. Why? What do you think? It, it, is? It, it is hard to believe that a a young, fit, professional rugby league athlete who has been training to be his physical peak for maybe a decade is feeling so threatened in a nightclub by someone who wants to. Not even a nightclub. Well, you know that he that he had to punch him. But yeah. you see in the video, there was the only like got... four people there. It was like a Sunday night or something. Was... Yeah, yeah, there, no, there was no one there. And the other thing, I find it hard to believe any self-respecting um, uh, man who prefers the company of men in that regard would find Curtis Scott attractive. No, he was only joking. Obviously, I mean, he's denied even saying it. But if he said it, it was he was having a winding him up or having a go or whatever. It's just like, yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, but oh, I, I know. can't I believe he got away with that. Able to equate. You know, violence and let it off because someone said something. Oh, who knows? Well, that what, was that was what that I mean, was what happened when they you said know... that they put his hand on him or something. But yeah. the video, the the, <laughs> the image that I saw wasn't like that. So I think you're right. And I'm also, you know, having listened to all the other press that came out last week around the Hall of Fame, um, I'm pretty proud of you, Blake, to to put a, shine a light on the Noah thing. No one else really did that. No one else decided to speak up on behalf of the Raiders fans that. You know, you know, mm. might have a, a problem with it. And, you know, we want to bring as many women to the club. And, you know, for a club that's also looking to try and start a, a women's rugby league team soon, you know, um, 
yeah. I think it the was really that, that happened. It was really good for you, man, to come out and say that um, last week. So, having listened to all the other press that came out last week to do with the anniversary, we were one of the only ones that really kind of delved into it. So, mm. yeah, um, some things have keep, to be keep, keep going on the burst, man. Yeah, some things have to be said. Yep. No, look, and and on Curtis Scott, you know, like I I don't bat that way, but if I did, he's the He's so far down the list. I mean, there's so much more. Sean Johnson. That's not okay. the point. Sean Johnson. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about people who are actually really attractive. Sean Johnson. I mean, come on. Tell me you don't look at that man and think, oh, my Joey God. Manu. I wish. Joey Manu. Another very good looking man, Joey Manu. I mean, there, there's so many. Oh, of course, big red. You can't go anyway. But, you know, it's just it, it, it beggars. Anyway. It's time for Ask Clown of the Week. And we're brought to you, of course, by Raiders Plumbing because if you want plumbing, you need crack. And if you want crack, you've got lots of ass crack. With I'm still plumbing. waiting, I'm still waiting for they, Raiders Plumbing to um, actually get in touch and request that we really? stop associating them with this segment. But it hasn't happened yet, so until they do. My Ask Clown is uh, Andrew Abdo, the head of the NRL. I was actually listening to a bit of um, Grandstand with Dennis Carnahan on the weekend. And they had Andrew Abdo on there and he was talking about how wonderful Magic Round is. You know, finally I could do like some sort of very sophisticated, subtle South African accent. I could do a sort of a quick Andrew Abdo impression now. Do we know anyone that can do, Tim? Anyone we know do a good Andrew oh, Hello. <laughs> good it is I, Andrew anyway, Abdo, and I come from South anyway, Africa, my friend. So they had him on the radio and they said, said to him, so 17 teams in the competition next year. Someone's going to miss out on this wonderful day that is Magic Round. Who's going to miss out? How's it going to be determined? And he swore, you know, on a stack of Bibles that there would be no commercial considerations taken into it whatsoever and that whichever team missed out on Magic Round next year would be purely just to how the draw pans out. And whoever's turn it was to have the buy on that weekend, well, that would be the team that would miss out on Magic Round. So when the Canberra Raiders miss out on Magic Round next year, as opposed to the Brisbane Broncos, they're not missing out. The Titans aren't missing out. The Cowboys aren't missing out. Melbourne Storm is not missing out. South. The George Dragons aren't missing out. Souths isn't missing out. The Roosters aren't missing out. You can go through the whole teams. It'll either come down to the Raiders, the Knights, or potentially the Warriors. But even the Warriors, I don't think, miss out because the Warriors have quite big support in Queensland. I mean, if you ever watch a... Um, if you watch a, a Warriors-Titans game, it's like a Warriors home game because there's so many um, Kiwis living on the Gold Coast. But yeah, so when it turns out that we just purely by the um, vagaries of the of the of the how the draw pans out, we get the buy and we miss out on that magic round next year. It it won't have anything to do with Andrew Abdo, and it won't have anything to do with any sort of bias or favoritism shown to particular clubs. There's only one bias or favoritism. There's only one bias or favoritism that Andrew Abdu cares about. And it's this one bias and favoritism, money. And there's two factors that come into money on this one. And one is how many of your supporters will actually turn up to the ground. Now, you and I both know we had a full bay that turned up at very least. And there are a fair few Raiders supporters up there. So I don't think we're on the tail end of that. We're not necessarily on the happy side of that. But we're not, we don't do too badly. Our supporters do travel. There are direct flights and people do come. So there is money involved in that. But the second thing is we are one of the best sides in regards to um, KO and Foxtel 
um, subscriptions in regards to yeah, because you have to you actually... have to subscribe to K on Foxtel if you want to see the Raiders play. But that's, that's why we that's... are. So if you're going to put it on, we actually turn on TVs. We buy subscriptions, you know, and that's you know what where, he cares about. Where KO and Foxtel subscriptions are at their absolute lowest in Brisbane because you don't need KO, and that's why they want to have a second team. But you don't need KO. Um, to watch the Brisbane Broncos because they're on Channel 9 every goddamn stinking freaking week. Listening to a rival podcast. I don't podcast, have to sit here and listen to you blaspheme. They, blaspheme um, like, stop mentioning rival like... podcasts, man. Stop mentioning rival podcasts. Are you just playing bingo right now? No, I'm not. But um, JB, who obviously runs you know a bunch of stuff that we know, he had a pretty decent idea, which I think they'll never do it, but I think it's pretty smart, is whoever has the least amount of members loses out. And you let them, you let the fans know that earlier in the year, so you have you get everyone to sign up, so clubs get more membership, they get more yeah, revenue. Yeah, but then you start getting bogus, buddy, inflated membership figures. It's the, it should ultimately well, it that, should be yeah. ultimately it should be um, you know if someone plays, buddy, is a member of the the Mawson, you know Raiders club, or they counted as a member. Um, so how would you should, like? How would you? How would whoever you gets the wooden spoon, whoever gets the wooden spoon, doesn't go simple. Done. Bang. Fair. Equitable. You get the wooden spoon, you miss out on magic round. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. It's, it's the most logical. Only really, if way. you want to do it, if no, nah, if you want to do it fairly, there is only one fair way to do it, and all seventeen teams go into a hat and it's pulled out. That is it, and that's the only way. But the problem is, and then we'll never do this for one reason. Because the Broncos might be. Because you might, you might pull Brisbane yeah. out of the hat, and you can't yeah. do it. But 100%. Brisbane are the only team that's a home can't game. Do it. So but that's, why, does, that's, why doesn't everybody else get no, it? No, it is. It is. Brisbane play every single week. Every but, single week, the Brisbane fans get to see Brisbane play. So why not one week they don't? Yeah, well, but but the thing is, Matthew, that was a home game for Cronulla Sharks, technically. Like last yeah. year, it was hmm. technically a Bulldogs home it was game. A, a right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I, I mean, I, I don't mind. I, at the end of the day, if that's the, if that's the round we miss. Where do we play? Game? And we also played the roosters didn't we so this is was that the third year of magic round we played the roosters yep. then the bulldogs and the yeah, yeah and they're all away yeah. matches for us but the question i have for you is and i and i see your anger and i understand it but why would it matter if we missed out on magic round what's so special about having the buy that week yeah what does it do or not it do just for says it just says that you're it just reinforces the fact that you know some you know pigs or whatever it is animal farm that some are more yeah. equal. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it just reinforces that. No, I get, I, it just reinforces I get that. that point, but I don't think we actually lose. No, not necessarily. As long as it, not necessarily, it, it's, <clears> it's an away game thing. It doesn't mean it's the people who have that as would have been nominally the home game they're actually losing yeah. out Look, from. But apart from that, I, I don't have a big issue, and I'm so happy to see Redcliffe Dolphins come in. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I won't be as they strip players away, but at the same time. We needed a second side in Brisbane. It's been ludicrous we haven't had one. Now we're getting one. And yeah, shout know, out to Edric Lee. This is a very minor. Shout out to Edric Lee, the, the latest signing. Eddie, the marquee signing yeah. coming. Now, who's your ass cloud, Matthew? Uh, mine's it's Geordie Raps, just for that terrible um, captain's challenge. You know, yeah. it's very simple. Like, well, how often when they're basically if, telling you not to take it and you still want to take it and never works out well. And, you know, like, I. He was tackled. The guy had you know, Matty Moyle had his hand on chance, but the referee got up and said, "You can only challenge if he went into touch." So, and then Raps was like, "Challenge, challenge, challenge!" And how many times have we watched a Raiders game and we've been confident when the challenges come in? Maybe once, you know. And and then we're the we worst. We are officially the worst team at taking captain challenges, which is why I want them out of the game. 
because they, yeah. they I don't know if we are officially, but I'm sure as hell know we're bad at yeah. it. And then we needed it. We needed it straight away after when Wade Graham knocked know. the ball out. And then um, they scored a try that next set. So that, you know, yeah. uh, even though I was blaming the ref 20 minutes ago, half an hour ago, you know, my ass clowns, Geordie, because that cost us that, that six points. So I just, I, just, I just think we need to have a, a, a system in place um, where only certain people are allowed to call it. And it needs to be taken a lot more it's seriously. Captain's challenge for a reason. Well, just needs well to be only the captain lot, is allowed. Only the captain's allowed to call, but that's why. Yeah, but Whitehead Papa was got, off the field. Yeah, so Papa, Papa was got captain. Roped in. Yeah. But we just need to have a much constantly, more. No, people much who more aren't clear, captain are constantly calling it. I know, but we need to have a much more clear protocol with when we use it and why we no use it. No wingers. You know? and, and, and no and props. Some of the better teams do that. <laughs> and and, and like, the people that especially can't call it are Corey Horsburgh. And Jordan Jordy Raps, yeah, yeah, okay, but uh, okay, right, gone through that, but now it's time for who's got a lift. Ooh. I think that was better. Uh, Z- it, it's it's Xavier Savage. Um, I was looking very hard to find out some anybody, somebody who had a not a good game. Now to say he didn't have a good game is is strong words because he did two things and he did them well. He didn't make any mistakes. And on that occasion, we got that ball and did a strong run after it. That was a point where things could have gone very badly for us, but he did very well. Um, but the thing is what we need him to do. And he's had a few, a few goes now, like he's got a bit of, bit of experience under his belt. He needs to start showing that X factor that we've all talked about. He needs to have moments where he becomes the danger, where he becomes Walter White. He becomes the one who knocks. You know, that's what he needs to be. And and that will involve him lifting. That involves him going, looking for that ball and going hard because the way he's going to make a difference is he uses that speed and he goes like hell for those gaps. Now, sometimes he's going to get smashed. and Sometimes he's going to get through. But he's got to start doing it. He's got to lift and he's got to start doing it if he's going to be the guy that we want him to be. Otherwise, maybe it is time for him to think about Redcliffe. Oh, come on, Pork. You want to buddy, ship him off already? It's interesting. I watched the um the Dragons-Titans game. and you know. Well, look, look, look we're, we're going to be watching Anthony Milford playing for Newcastle this weekend. And we were all on about Anthony Milford staying in. It was the death of the club when he went. In the end, it was a good thing. We ended up dodging a bullet. He wasn't what we needed. And as a result of him leaving... We changed direction. We got players that we did need. Yeah. Um, I was watching the Titans-Dragons game, and um, it was interesting seeing Sloan and Campbell. They're both smaller than Xavier Savage. Mm-hmm. And and Is Campbell that, had a brilliant game, and Sloan mm-hmm. had a pretty ordinary game. But I don't think it's just purely a case of he's not physically developed enough to play. But I don't know. I don't know where you're playing. I don't know. No, but it's 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 not just about his physical size. It's about his stamina. It's about the decision making. You know, his decision making. It's about their, his ability to be able to put the effort in defence and then also be there in attack to be a link man. That's the where, thing. Matt, that's where would you where would you play? Because I mean, I know you're you're back on the the Chansey. You're off the semi trailer and you're on the Chansey wagon. No, Sammy's still our centre. I think Seb Chris has done well, but I'd like to see Sammy back there. And obviously Harley, I want to be. I want to get a good couple of years with Harley because I think he's such a talent. But obviously, you want to ride the Harley. I want to ride the Harley and drive the semi. Mate, I don't really want to ride Harley. Please, let's just pump the brakes on that one. But um, no, I think Xavier's our fullback, but I just don't think he's quite ready to be our fullback just yet. I think you know. Um, yeah, time will. Uh, a lot can happen in the off season. I mean, for this year, I think CNK sees out the season. I'm still, you know, there's still a possibility that that 
that we all think there's a possibility that CNK goes to the Warriors. I mean, having said that, though, it's 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 more likely now that um, Walsh will see out his contract. Yeah, but I also don't think um, just because there's a new shiny thing, it's not necessarily better, you know. And we've been calling for. Yeah, I agree. I'm 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 happy with CNK where he is. I like him, and exactly what you were saying about his defence, Matthew. I think. He, he ain't the problem. He, he had a lull. He's come back. His form has improved. His form has returned. I think he's part of the solution, not part of the problem. And I don't want to replace him at the moment. I see no reason for it. No, he's not going to. And he's not going to do those flashy runs like Savage can, especially in troll matches and stuff. And, you know, we all go back to the game against the Sharks last year at Gold Coast where Savage was amazing. Um, but the amount of, the amount of extra support and energy that the team get by having CNK there is invaluable to this side. He's one of the most integral parts of this team. So mm-hmm. to pull him out, Savage has to really lift to a point where I don't think he's quite capable. Well, he's, he's not going cap- to set the world on fire, you know, this week either. No, and he's clearly you know, capable cameo attack. ten minute off the bench or whatever. It's he's not going to anyway. We'll see what happens. Maybe he gets enough. But that's, maybe but that's where I'd, we, I'd we will see him. But I'd love to see Ricky maybe use that. That's maybe. To your point, um, Blake, last week and to yours this week, Paul, maybe, Ricky, you know, if we're not under the pump with so many sin bins and the game's so tight, maybe he can, if we're, you know, if we've got the luxury of maybe having Savage on the bench, maybe he can introduce him um, as a bit of an impact player, not yeah. as a bit of a saviour, you know, like in that game yeah. against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we need this guy to come on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can actually get him on and go, hey, free reign for 15 minutes, mate. Yeah. We're on a mark, you know? And exactly. that's what Well, we that's, what, that's what yep. Pappenhausen used to do when he first, when Pappenhausen was first coming through. Mm-hmm. I think Hughes was still at fullback maybe at that point for um, for the Storm, but but Pappenhausen would just come play through the middle. Yeah, and it's like that role that, you know, you'd see in Origin as well. Where that, And if Pappenhausen was fit and he was picked for Origin, that was the role he'd play as well. Where it's like, hey, yeah, my position in particular, just just roam through the middle where there's some tired guys, you know, go for a scoot or whatever. All right. But it has been a good week. We've won two on the trot. So it's time to think about reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. And look. There are so many reasons to be cheerful. Um, two on the trot. That's magnificent. Oh, I, I dream of three, but, you know, I, I'm hesitant to even dream that far. Zach Wolford coming in and being as good as he was straight away, um, that was definitely a reason to be cheerful. I think Seb Chris's return and lift was reason to be cheerful. But basically the whole performance from the team was a reason to be cheerful. It was just – it was so nice to see – the side looking like the defensive side of 2019 where they were doing the Gandalf of you shall not pass. And, and it really took like, you look at the tries they scored the handover um, uh, where Katoa scored and you really thought CNK was denied a chance that should have come back. And the, the fact that Royce Hunt shouldn't have had the ball to score the try. The only points they got, I thought was in very dodgy circumstances. I thought we saw the defense of the Raiders really come back to what it was in, in the in the grand final year. And that is a reason to be cheerful. My reason to be cheerful is Souths are ripe for the picking this weekend. I'm going to this game quite confident that we can string together another win and pick up the two points. I mean, we you know, a few weeks ago, Souths looked like they were on another level to us and they've really, we've improved. They've come back towards the pack considerably. Cam Murray not playing is absolutely massive. I mean, his mm. quick play the balls us what so much of South's good stuff is is, is mm. built on. Whether it's, you know... But they also don't have Mark Nichols there and they also don't have Latrell Mitchell. 
Oh, Latrell usually hurts us, but yeah, they don't have the goat. The goat's the one I'm most happy that's out after Cam Murray. But yeah, you look at Cook does that scoot every time there's Murray's got the quick play the ball, or the ball goes out to, or the ball goes out to Cody Walker. So yeah, I think I think we should be very very confident going into this game. My reason would be um, some of the stuff Ricky spoke about in press conferences about a month ago. Um, we're able to address and build on. So he spoke about, you know, building pressure, particularly after that Penrith game. Um, and he spoke about how we're a young side and we have a young spine that hasn't played together and we haven't had the opportunity to to gel and, and really build pressure. And, and we showed that. And that's what Penrith did against us. Speaking, we had, we speaking of home. other podcasts, which I know you like to do, Matt, I, I did see that someone on another podcast did make a very good point in that... Um, Ricky Stewart, one of his things he's been complaining about and the excuses he's been trotting out in all his press conferences is that poor Jack has a different half partner or a different one partner every week. And as soon as Jack comes mm-hmm. back, what does he do? He gives him a different... He drops Schneider and gives him a different half yeah, partner I again. I don't know about that complaint. I listened to that. And I mean, they're, they're full of complaints, those guys. But I, I my, my, um, my reason would be, you know, Ricky spoke about we haven't been able to build on sets and build our, our pressure through defense. And we did that on the weekend. And I think the side's going to take a lot of confidence out of simplifying the game plan, holding onto the ball and realizing that we can put the squeeze in certain teams and they will crack. Our forward pack is so big and so strong and so intimidating defensively that I feel, I really do feel like we can actually squeeze other teams and we'll do that this weekend. Yep. Yes. Amen. So, Great as well um, I, Right. Uh, that's exactly why I'm not confident because everyone thinks we will be. But good news, um, the last three matches, I was certain we were going to lose and therefore decided not to watch, listen to, or even follow online. Uh, we've won all three. So I'll be following that piece of superstition and making sure I do the right thing by the green machine this weekend and paying absolutely no attention to this match until after it's over and then watching a replay because that's my bit to make sure that we win because it seems like I may be the mock just by watching. Um, be very upsetting for me. But uh, Blake, who's your listener of the listen week? The week this week is Lampus Troutman. Uh, Lampus Troutman from Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. He's, he's, he's good value. And he did the right thing. He stumped up his twenty nine ninety five and and bought an Ars Clown beanie. So, you know, buy, buy an Ars Clown beanie. Get a bonus listener of the week. Shout out as well. And myself and Lampus did have lots of exchanges this weekend about uh, a certain hashtag that we don't think should be used. And, uh, you know, we had a fairly reasonably robust uh, exchange of those things, but we've come to an understanding where I believe he's an idiot and he thinks I'm an idiot. But he did buy the Ask Clown beanie, marking himself as an Ask Clown. So pretty happy with your Lampus out there. What hashtag did he look like? Place, place your pork. No, no, he he believes we should be um, oh, doing up the uh, a previous sponsor. <laughs> so up the Woodges is what I'm personally saying. Or you can go with up the Video Easy if you prefer. Um, <laughs> or you can go up the News Classifiers or up the Oracle or up the CFMEU. Up, up, up McFadden prefer. Homes. Up McFadden Homes. All of these things are very good. We we, we should do those things. They, up them and up the Huawei for uh, sure. They're, they're on the up nose. the Toyota Ford. They're on the nose, Huawei. I don't know. Lift the forks. It's anyway. 
Talk, talking, talking about, yeah, that's right, lift the forks for Toyota Forklift. Um, but we do have the Raiders review with Blake and the Pork competition where you rep your favourite uh, Blake and the Pork merchandise or favourite taglines and get them into the public sphere. Get them in behind the cameras. Get them on a photo somewhere. Wear your ass clown beanie where it you can have actually to think, be seen. You have to think that, uh, I know it was warm up in Brisbane, but it was, it was a real yep. missed opportunity magic round. I didn't see anything. Yeah. I didn't see any pork, Nothing. ass, clowns. Nothing. No, and then once once you get these things and show us the evidence, um, tweet it in or Facebook or it in or Instagram. now um, or Instagram it in with the hashtag place your pork or if you prefer show your ass a r s e um, so we can see it and you'll go in the running for winning the grand prize at the end of the year which is led off by an auto Audio Technica turntable which will have on it an original pressing seven inch vinyl of the Raiders Woodges Canberra Raiders song on there. One of very few in circulation anywhere. Very big prize. There'll also be the Porks Jalapenos, Arnie J's Honey. We have the John Sharkey um, Shoot Out the Cameras album and signed t-shirt. And it's the best t-shirt you will ever see. We've got Matt Neves 8x10 glossy. Super glossy. signed to the winner. Yeah, super glossy. We've got the Landspeed record vouchers. We've got an Ask Clown beanie in there. This week's winner, talking about Arsenal beanies, is T-Mac because he keeps repping that beanie and he keeps walking it around his neighbourhood in spite of the fact he's now up in Bris Vegas and it must be boiling hot and he's got that huge beard. He still wears his Arsenal beanie wrong way around, but he does wear it. So T-Mac, you're our winner this week um, and we'll see how we can get you uh, this week's prize out. And uh, JB, uh, we found out where his address is, so we'll be dropping his prize off as soon as I can get out of isolation. So coming up against the Raiders after this match, we've got the Eels the following Sunday, Win. 29th of May, 4pm. That's at home. Then in the Roosters buy round in the origin week where people are off, we've got the Roosters on Sunday, 5th of June, Win. where they'll be missing at least Tedesco and possibly Crichton. Lindsay Collins. From that, I can't see. We've gone over this last Lindsay week. Collins. Queensland doesn't have any forwards. I don't think, I, I, Is he suspended or something? I, I think you're wrong. I think you're and Victor Radley's now injured. Yeah, yeah, Radley's injured. Yeah, something's wrong with his brain. Um, and that's at the 4 p.m. on the Sunday. And then we follow that up after the directly after the after the Origin match on Saturday, the 11th of June against the Broncos. Yeah, Lindsay Collins is back for the Roosters. I can, I can really only see two players for the the Broncos. They're going to get a run, and that's uh, Payne Haas, and there was one other possibly okay, Selwyn well. Cobbo. Kurt Capewell. Uh, Capewell. So it could be as much as three. Kurt Capewell will get a run. Um, Payne Haas certainly will get a run and maybe Selwyn Cobbo. That's that's going to be a tough match. If we could get two out of those three seasons back on track, if we get three on three, we'll be deep in the eight. Are you um, saying, are you saying again, players be, Queensland for origin? They're only going to get two players in. For the Broncos? Yeah. Kurt Capewell? Arts, outside Payne, Kurt Capewell and um, Payne Haas. Patrick Carrigan, I reckon, is a chance. Carrigan's a chance. Possibly. Cobbo Cobbo's yeah. a chance. I don't think Flegler's a chance. I think he's 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 too much of a loose unit. It's origin, mate. I don't think he... I, I'm just origin. saying he's a chance. I'm not saying he's going to get picked. But I, I'm just saying we're going to be undefeated for the rest of the year. So just Eels win, Roosters win, Broncos win, Raiders by 56 every week. I'm just worried about when we it's cover very... against the Knights. That's the one I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that will definitely be. But I think the next time we play them is at uh, home. And I think the last time we beat them was when we were playing 
at yeah. home. So we might have a chance, but undoubtedly. Well, because last time we lost Ponga them, back into was, the form of his career. We also lost them when we were playing at home at Campbelltown. Well, yeah, we're playing them on in a few weeks, man. Sunday, the 19th of June at home, GIS Stadium. Yeah, but we the last two times we've lost to them, Wagga, Wagga and Campbelltown. Yeah. And we played them to form on all of those occasions when they were out and we played them back in. Um, but, you know, anyway, you have been listening to uh, the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Any any last words, gentlemen? Over and out. Sayonara. Right. And, we'll, and we'll talk at you again soon. Blake and the Pork. Hazard, this is Andrew Ebda, Chief Executive Officer of the National Rugby Competition. And I'm very excited for the 22 Premiership season, and I bet you are too. I just love the rugby football. This season, my team at Rugby HQ is primed for an absolutely huge year. I had Nathan McGuck returning as operations manager so all of the trainers can run all over the field as much as they like. It will be crazy. Then we have Jared Mixwell and Jared Sutton as head of referees. And whatever hijinks they get up to, you can be certain that our head of football, Graham Innesley, will come up with some simply outrageous justifications for them. I'm already laughing. And then, as our feature act, we have ARLC chairman Peter Valandis. Who knows just what crazy schemes he will hatch? I certainly never do. And I can assure you that it will not be boring at all. So get excited, you rugby fans. And if you go for Mr. Politis' team for the chickens, it will be a very good season indeed. Lekker brew.